Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. If you are thinking about driving, tomorrow may not be the best day to do that, but... The auto show continues through the weekend and we are joined. Thank thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. You won't be doing that tomorrow. You won't be driving that fast, uh, hopefully in the snow, but we are joined by Kevin Mazzacola. He is the executive director of the Philadelphia auto show. Kevin, welcome to reality check. How are you today? Yeah. How are you? It's, I talked to you uh, earlier this week, a little about the show, just, kind of hanging out and uh i'm glad we put this together to chat a little about the show and the industry and and kind of the lay of the land so to speak absolutely and so one of the things i did walk the show floor before it was fun to do so before everybody kind of came all the crowds came through and it seems as though uh there are there are some different maybe focuses this year the custom car uh collection was very, very interesting, all the different ways in which folks customize their cars. What do you think? Uh, where is the auto show heading? Yeah, the auto show is, uh, overall is is what we say fueling Philly. And, and so by what we mean by that is the auto show has always been something for everyone. And whether that is manufacturers and looking what your next purchase will be in a unique way, in a non-digital way, or whether that is going to back in the day way, which has all the great classic national award winners. And it's in that beautiful brand hall. It's almost museum like, you know, or whether it's off road or whether it's dreaming, uh, you know, fueling dreams with the exotics and uh, the Rolls Royces and the Lambert, all the stuff I can't afford. Uh, But custom alley is certainly an example of that. And that's fueling creativity. These are uh, uh, shops and individuals that customize their cars. Those are one of a kind vehicles. And, it's grown so much and become so popular that we brought it upstairs and it's one of the largest indoor uh, custom shows on the East Coast, about 130,000 square feet. So we're very excited about that. The fans love that. And so, again, it shows the breadth of the show. It shows the the show's ability for people to want to come. And whether you're 89 or 9 or older than that or younger than that, you see that on the floor. A lot of families smiling and having a great time. Yeah, I had a conversation uh, with some of the car customizers and they were telling me about a form of car culture called stance. And that's where you see the cars that have no suspensions. They're right onto the ground and they've got the tires that lean inward. So that was really fascinating. But this year, Stellantis and GM were not uh, part of the show. And is that does that mean that there is something that is changing as we move into the future? Was this just because of the UAW strike? Well, GM is here, so oh, that okay. is not I case. missed that. So, My so, bad. Uh, that's all right. It's a big show floor. I can understand that. Sure was. But Stellantis is correct, and Stellantis, and a lot of that was the UAW negotiation. I mean, that was historic. You had all three uh, go out, uh, you know, UAW go out on strike with the the three big manufacturers, uh, GM, Stellantis, and um, Ford, and it took a long time. Now, our show was the first show in the in the first quarter, but ultimately. Uh, Stellantis decided to go out of shows all in the first quarter. So it wasn't just Philadelphia. Right. Uh, right. It was uh, Philly and D.C. and Chicago and Cleveland uh, all in the first quarter. But we pivoted. Uh, the people have been doing this show a long time. And we brought in uh, Jeep Invasion, the off-road yes. section of the custom side of things, and, and really filled that gap. We hope that Stellantis will be back all shows. But 
with what happened with the UAW and and at least in Stellantis's viewpoint, they had to. They were not even in CES, which is a huge um, uh, conglomerate in uh, Vegas for uh, new vehicles and technology. So it it wasn't that Philly was uh, singled out. It was a decision industry wide. Right. Uh, but we hope to see them back because Camp Jeep was very popular and has been in our show. I'm a Jeep girl, so I love Camp Jeep. But there is yeah. a track inside uh, the car show where you can also test drive some cars right in the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Well, that's you know that's the big thing is the the transition to electrification on the motor vehicle uh, or electric motor, I guess in this case. And the portfolio coming down the, the pike of these manufacturers is EVs. The government's involved, the manufacturers with that. There are incentives and, and with climate, and that's where the direction is going. And so uh, people have been coming to the auto show to be educated for over 100 years, and it's mm-hmm. no different now. And so people that are apprehensive about things usually don't buy things. Right. And so the show is educating what an electric vehicle is. The torque, the technology, the dashboard, how to live with an electric vehicle, level one, two, three chargers, superchargers, because it is a different relationship with an automobile when it's electrified versus gasoline. And so we're playing that role as we always have in education. And I and I think I get asked this question a lot. What makes the auto show special? Well, I'm going to tell you Okay. Uh, what makes it special is that it's more unique than ever in the marketplace. And what I mean by that is it is. We're in a digital world. I can go a click, 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 and I'll have toothpaste on my doorstep probably by the end of the day, if not in the <laughs> right. morning. I get it. That's the way we are. But the auto show is the antithesis of this. And you're not buying toothpaste. You're buying an automobile or looking for an automobile or seeing the styling trends of automobiles. And that's a different scenario. And to be able to do that tangibly is what's unique, more unique than ever because the way the world is overall. So people are here, they're trying the metal on, uh, they're seeing what fits, they're seeing what other people do to the metal, they're seeing what the metal looked like back in the day, and 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 looking at all of that. We are the Garage Mahal, and we had great crowds. <laughs> we had that. great crowds uh, over the last five days. Yeah, it may be a little cool and, and a little wintry on Friday, but they'll be coming on Saturday and Sunday, and it's always 72 and sunny in the building. So uh, we are uh, we're poised to a very very strong uh, strong close for the show. Yeah, I was actually surprised that uh, some of the monster trucks that you have in there, the big customized trucks, that they're street legal. They said if the cars can fit in a lane, they can yeah. actually drive on the street. So I found that pretty fascinating as well. I would I would imagine having one of those in a snowstorm. Yeah, you, you just bustle your butt up the school kill and away you go. That'd be a great scene. But and that shows it. You have. Lifted trucks, you have regular F-150s, you have $450,000 Rolls Royce and 18,000 Nissan Versas and everything in between. Now, are the test drives, so we we talked about the fact that there is a track that you can drive on inside the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Now, I understand there may be test drives that you can take around the Convention Center as well, but I, I don't know if that will be impacted by this storm on the way. Uh, it, it could be, you know, we'll see what, what transpires um, as long as the highways and byways around the convention center, right. they run those things. It's Toyota and their, their portfolio of vehicles to be actually able to drive. And on the, on the test track, you're riding in that, but we've had over 50,000 people that have ridden on or more now. I didn't count this year, but uh, have ridden on that track and uh, have experienced 
an electric vehicle for the first time with a lot of different products right. and seeing how fast the torque is and the technology on the dashboard and how they're those. So the, the Pico e-track is a very, very integral part of the show and an integral part of educating the consumer of what's coming down. Do you think uh, in your years, you've been in this business over 30 years, do you think that EVs are the wave of the future and the biggest change in car technology or is it the technology overall? So many different things that you can do in cars now. I think my answer is a tepid yes. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a very difficult transition to go from you know, a country and drivers on gasoline mm-hmm. to electrification. It currently still takes about two and a half minutes to fill your car with uh, gasoline. Right. It takes a lot longer than that to charge your car with current technology. And you can base the transition on current technology. Uh, I'm sure 10 years from now, we'll look at the vehicles on our floor because it's changing going, wow, remember those days? That's how fast it's changing. So it's charged to judge transition based on where we sit now because it's changing so rapidly. But yes, uh, the manufacturers are invested hundreds of billions of dollars in in, in battery uh, factories. You have uh, the government with incentives uh, in which to help support those purchases and, and a will and a desire for helping climate change. And so that's coming. But, you know, transition is never lineal, right? It isn't just transition right look i'm on a zoom and i'm showing the people on radio <laughs> what i'm doing um, but but it's it, it's not that clean it's up and down as you go and and get to where you are so there are goals there are mandates and there's investment and uh the consumers are are looking at that in a lot of different ways don't get me wrong eight percent of all the vehicles are battery there's a long way to go and ice engines are still here for a long time because uh, that transition will be longer. So we will still have those, but eventually we'll get to uh, a, a very strong penetration of electric vehicles in this country. Kevin, we're running down on time, but do you have a personal favorite car at the car show? I have to say for me, it was probably between the Deuce and a Quarter, which was great to see that on the show floor, mm-hmm. and the Lamborghini uh, Ur- Urus, I think it is. Yeah, um, it, I love them all, but I, I'm, I'm part, there's some things in back of the day way, uh, and, and that are just spectacular. And there is a, uh, uh, Rhapsody in blue, a 1940 Lincoln continental, a one only ordered by Etzel Ford. Yeah. That is, uh, uh, just unbelievable. And the performance cars. And again, you have yours. I have mine. The 150,000 people are going to come, come by in these nine days are going to have theirs. And that's the beauty of the show. And any change in uh, hours or uh, extended hours? No, no, hours? no. You know, we'll be good. Uh, I know the weather is what we call good auto show weather this weekend. It is cold and sunny. And Wonderful. that's okay. You come in here, you warm you up, you warm your automotive eye and have a great time. So we're expecting really good things this weekend. Well, thank you so much. Kevin Mazzacola, Executive Director of the Philadelphia Auto Show. It is at the Pennsylvania Convention Center through Sunday. Go on ahead and check out all the wonderful cars that they have on the floor. Thank you so much for being on Reality Check. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.